0: story guys it's a fake game show podcast where the stories are real the points are fake my name is brian and i'm murdoch welcome to the show thank you so much for making time for us and we have got we got a lot of ground to cover uh you can always get involved by emailing the show at hold on first of all forget that we're going to talk about email in a second Let's talk about what I'm drinking, which is what you brought to this recording session.
1: <laughs> let's okay. Let's derail everything and let's talk about let's talk about the carbonated sugar garbage that I brought over so to you. I have a complicated relationship with carbonated sugar
0: garbage, which is that in high school, with my disposable income, I I was before my cuckabee took um, all of the machines that held sodas out of high schools. I I went before that, so that will date me. I went to school yeah. before that happened, and we had a Pepsi had the contract on our school, so I had easy access to Mountain Dew, and I developed quite a Mountain Dew addiction, yeah. to the extent that when we met, I shared it with you for a while, and, and we would drink Mountain Dews together in the morning when we worked together back and, in 2012 or whatever
1: that was. And then a little after lunch, we'd like go hide in like somebody's closet and shiver from all the Mountain Dew <laughs> that we had had in the morning. We would have like a half dozen Mountain
0: Dews. We would, we would drink a lot of Mountain Dew. So anyway, yeah. in so,
1: 2017,
0: I went to the dentist, 2000, no, 2015 maybe, I, several years ago. I think it's 2015.
1: Does your dentist wear overalls? Um, <laughs> I just went <laughs>
0: there. Let me just Let me just take that out with a wrench. Um, so I go to my dentist and my dentist says, you have seven cavities. Oh, I
1: never knew about that, Brian. And
0: I quit cold turkey that day, December the 22nd of 2015. So wow. coming up and at the end of the year, I will have been four years clean and sober. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so so all that is background to say that when you walked in and handed me a sun drop, which is Kind of a Mountain Dew competitor, really. The nostalgia kicked in, and I've not had Mountain Dew, but I definitely don't. I've never loved Sundrop like I love Mountain Dew, so I knew it would be okay to try it. Yeah, so
1: I loved Sundrop.
0: So tell me your Sundrop story since this is a storytelling podcast, and then I will tell you mine because I have a unique story about uh, the large amount of Sundrop I drank for a short period of time.
1: Okay, my hometown had 8,000 people, and there was one soda. Uh, distribution plant where they made soda and that soda was called sundrop so wait 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 in lewisburg tennessee they bottled bottled it. it there. they bottled it and when you went to a marsh county high school football game you had two choices of sodas to drink was everything just sponsored by sundrop in that town one thing was sundrop, and the other option was something called double cola. Do you know who drank double cola? Nobody. <laughs> double cola was like, even then, was like, what? It's like just syrup sugar, like they've got the, everything's wrong. Like it's the opposite way of making everything. So yeah, everything like Sundrop was on everything. It was on all the Little League parks, all the sports stuff everywhere you went. It was that's what you drank when you like went and got whiskey out of somebody's truck and you made a drink like you made it with Sundrop. Like no one, like Everything was with Sundrop. Every, everything was with Sundrop. You, so You buy a Sundrop, you pour out half of it and pour whiskey in it and shake it up and you so had y- a drink. You
0: were telling me that you remember different phases of Sundrop where it used to have like chunks of
1: something yeah. in it? Yeah. I so, do not remember that. So it's just a, it's like seventies or early eighties or whatever. They had bottles and there were little chunks of, you know, you hope it's fruit. I don't know. <laughs> I bet it wasn't. But it was. And at some point, I don't remember, but they, I, I noticed I was getting 20, they changed it from whatever that was. And I got 20 ounce like plastic bottles and it just it didn't you know you'd drink, like try it and be like ah oh, this isn't as good as it used to be but that tastes different the one i've given this, you this is yeah. really good so I, right. I literally you were talking to me right before turn the mics on and i like
0: you noticed me just totally zone out because i opened it took a drink of it and was like oh this is so yeah. good. i've been waiting for you to do it so my so your sto- story my story about sundrop is that there for the rest of the country it wasn't all that well known no yeah. And they kind of tried to—they they, they tried to rebrand it and come, like, like, remarket it, I think, pretty heavily in certain parts of the country in the early 2000s. And I had just gotten into radio, and we had a radio promotion in Arkansas where Sundrop sent us product and to take to remote broadcasts. So, I mean, you know the whole thing, right? Yes. So we—at a certain point, we had— all this sundrop. We too, took it out to stuff too much. There, you know, you're carrying around these plastic crates full like, of sundrop. Like you
1: work at sundrop.
0: Like you work at sundrop. And uh, eventually, we had like fulfilled the requirements of how many times we needed to take it out, and it just sat in the studio. And I was working part time at that radio station at the time. And my mentor and friend Brad, uh who was my boss at the time, came in and said, "Dude, do me a favor." And I said, "Anything you want, man." And he goes, "Get rid of this sundrop." Yes. Yeah. And so. I was like, I don't know what to do with it. So I just went out and put it all in my Honda and all in the back, like open up my trunk, nothing but plastic crates of sun drop. And then I was at the same time working at FedEx warehouse in the mornings for a couple hours, throwing boxes when the trucks would come in. So I realized the fastest way to get rid of the sun drop was to take everyone out to the car after we unloaded boxes and, and open up the trunk. And we would sit in the parking lot in the, as the sun came up over Springdale, Arkansas, and throw back sun drop. So that is <laughs> <laughs> at, at about 8.30 in the morning. So... There you go. It's a little different uh, relationship with it, but I always think of it fondly because I mean, now that the sugar is coating my mouth and let me just say, we are getting no money from Sutrop. No, we're not. Maybe we should make that call.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, I drank two last night, I'm just going to (laughs) say. And my wife, I told her, I said, I drank two. And she goes, yeah, I know like, you know, she saw the recycling. Like, is the recycling thing a shame where you like, the things you're putting, whether it's like, you know, your, the, the beer, too many beer cans or the wrong like. I always soda. wonder
0: if my neighbors stop by, like, go, oh, this is one of those weeks, you know, or whatever. We have people over and bite, bite, you know, it comes on Friday morning for me. Friday night, it's full, and I'm, like, dragging it to the corner. People are like, oh,
1: uh-huh. That's oh, what that noise was. Oh, I have... I have one of those huge recycling things. I
0: should get one, because we always
1: fill ours up. Yeah. We have the little one. Uh, we have a little one and a big one.
0: <laughs> hey, man, at least you're recycling.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, so we've told a story about Sundrop. Maybe we should get into the rest of the show. <laughs> so one of the things we like
0: to do is check the mailbag. You can always get involved with us at wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. That's, that's the right. easiest way to do it. Yes. I have teased Murdoch by saying that we have mail that's specifically addressed to him. Um, that he has not read or heard, so I'm going to read it to him for the first time, and it is from it is from a woman named Lisa. Oh, and Lisa says, "Dear Mark, you may not know this, but your new podcast has developed quite the following with your cousins. Oh, it's yes. Uh, it's my cousin Lisa. We listen faithfully and with some apprehension, waiting for the song title that may drag our side of the family into <laughs> the fray. I have tried to get Tommy to listen for podcasts for at least six months, and he refuses because he's certain that, quote, he does not like podcasts, but he is listening to We Are the Story Guys because he loves the Carol and the Jerry stories. Right. His yeah. favorites are the, quote, the one that does the pan does the saying, and... <laughs> right. I forgot about that. And Cujo, I remember that little white fluff, going to your grandfather's where all the dogs go to get run over. <laughs> I've learned a little bit of family history too. I didn't realize that Gongi and granddaddy eloped, although it makes complete sense uh, that Kathy and I learned together that Gongi was a high school dropout at 17 shocker. It must've been common at the time since my other grandparents eloped too. There was probably very little money for weddings. I just finished. Okay. This is where I get to the meat. I just finished listening to family tradition and I wanted to comment. I wanted to comment specifically about snacks for Santa Your house was not the only stop in Santa's route where he was able to enjoy an adult
1: beverage. (laughs) This is like I'm getting to spend a holiday with my cousin Lisa, which I don't get to do anymore. <laughs> Your
0: cousins down the street left iced old charter and sun drop right. for
1: Santa. Yes, that's what that's what Santa at my house got. <laughs> One Christmas
0: when that- I was probably about six, I asked my father why we didn't leave milk and cookies like other kids. I guess he'd heard about that tradition at school, and after all, it was what Mrs. Santa fed the jolly old elf to fatten him up in my Christmas classic, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The answer I was given by my father was that Santa traveled all over the world in an open sleigh. It was cold, and he was sick and tired of warm milk and cookies. Santa was extremely extremely appreciated a toddy after a long, cold night's work. In fact, he showed his appreciation by leaving us better toys than all the other kids who left
1: cookies and milk.
0: (laughs) It made total sense to me, and I wanted the best toys, so I never considered leaving milk and cookies again.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Another Christmas story for you. Lisa's got a lot to say. I feel like we should have Lisa on a Skype call.
1: Yeah, we probably should.
0: Another Christmas story you will appreciate happened when I was about five or six. My father tried to talk me into staying up late on Christmas Eve night and hide behind the chair to wait for Santa. When he turned his back to put toys for Julie and myself under the tree, we were going to ambush him, tie him up, take all the toys for ourselves. We could also have <laughs> we, what? a pet flying reindeer. So so they, they basically were going to hide... And ambush Santa when it, he came down the chimney. This was the plan. Oh, I
1: thought they were gonna ambush Jack. I thought that too. That, but that's, that, okay. No. All right. So my <laughs>
0: my father tried to talk me into staying up late on Christmas Eve night to hide behind the chair. So her dad's saying, Listen, you could ambush Santa when he comes out of the chimney. <laughs> we could and, and then he also told her, Then you could just get a pet flying reindeer, which would be pretty sweet. We can keep him in the backyard. Um I immediately began to cry at the thought but he was insistent that this was the right thing to do. I had great anxiety because it was a fact that Santa has his ways of knowing if you're naughty and nice, and he for sure knew that we were planning to attack him. Just saying (laughs) such blasphemy aloud would for sure mean Santa would never come to see me again. After pleading and pleading, my father agreed that we would not do this to Santa, but I could hardly sleep because I thought Santa might not come to our house because he knew what we had been planning a few hours before. I guess it was the lure of Whiskey and Sun Drop that made it worth the risk to bring me toys that
1: Christmas. <laughs> it's the most amazing. I've never heard that. Uncle Jack, did the, like they were going to attack Santa. First of all. That's like out I want, of Bad Santa. I want, like out of my
0: dad's favorite movie. I want that guy on the podcast. Can we get Uncle Jack on the podcast?
1: Man. I, I want to know like that that sounds like my kind of guy right there it's like getting my dad i mean it is it's like it's like we're having to go like into the sphinx and like start opening up chambers like that's where my dad and jack are they're like this uh technology thing this is like i mean this is like the eighth dimension for my dad we're talking into a microphone that's why it's a a safe space to tell
0: so (laughs) many stories about him you know what? It is. Lisa's got a few more things to say. Oh my, oh, my gosh. Also, our dad used to give us a teaspoon of whiskey and sugar for a cough. When cough syrup isn't yeah.
1: working, this is a go-to that actually works. Yes, that is correct. And I uh, I am aware that that was what I would get as well.
0: So, Lisa also has a business opportunity for us. Okay. She says, I have a proposition for you. We should start a Twitter account called At World According to Jack and Jerry. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, I think I'm going to go to your website and book you for a house party just so I can see you. We miss you very much. Love your oldest, Kathy cousin, Lisa.
1: Oh, that is so sweet.
0: Lisa, I love you too. Can yeah. I get in on this? Yeah. We, this family hug we're having over the that really podcast? That
1: was really sweet. That was really sweet, Lisa. I feel like we were hanging out.
0: So, meanwhile, my cousin my cousin, texted me and just Lots said- All the feels, by the way, like everywhere. <laughs> I have them, like flames. <laughs> My cousin texted me and just, with Man. just all capital letters, it said, put me on your podcast. So that's the difference in the I mean, <laughs> relationship. Can, can, can you just tell, like, my genes are there? Uh, that's fantastic. Thank you. If you, wanted, yes. if you want to send us a note, whether or not you know us, whether or not you're distantly related, whether or not you're, you like Jack and Jerry, though, who doesn't like Jack and Jerry in the world, according to? Well, um, well I'll tell you. <laughs> There's a list. <laughs> We're just not going to get into that. <laughs> we are the story guys at gmail.com. All right. Let's do, let's do stories. Let's do a story starter. How's that sound?
1: Do you want to, do you want to do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do
0: that. Okay. Um, and so today, uh, both of our, we both have daughters who love queen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I have no idea what we're about to do. Yeah. 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 So I, I threw, <laughs> I
0: threw queen songs in, into the mix, um, I hope my daughter's not going to listen to this, but we just I bought her a t-shirt online about five minutes before you showed up uh, for her birthday because it's in two weeks. And um, it is that shirt that you may have seen that has a picture of Galileo on it. Yeah, right. And it says, I see a little silhouette of a man, and then quote, you know, like dash Galileo. So she's going to love that. Um, Okay, so Bohemian Rhapsody is not one of the options because what would we come up with for that?
1: Earlier this week, uh, my daughter learned how to play the the verse – the notes of the, the verse on piano and then Leonard Cohen's hallelujah. And then can't help falling in love with you. And then I got to play guitar with her and my brain exploded. I've actually just kind of glued it all back together <laughs> for this, like having the most epic, bizarre, amazing moment with a child playing like a Leonard Cohen song. And she's not amazing. Right? It's
0: amazing when you play me. I did that recently. The- I was at my sister's house and my nephew is learning to play the piano and uh, he was not, we, he had a complicated book that was a little out of his learning range. And he was like, his dad said, hey, why don't you see if you can play this on guitar with him? But he really likes to sing, and he's really just learning to play an instrument so he can sing along. Right. And um, so we just sat and played One Republic Songs in my sister's <laughs> living room. And it was awesome. It was really, really fun. And all the kids were singing loudly, and it yeah. was a good time. So yeah, there is, I mean, you don't have to get me started or know much about me to know that I, could, I will always vouch for the power of music and yeah. relationships and everything else. But So speaking of that, Song title's up for grabs today. All right. We're probably going to have to do more than one Queen-inspired episode because there's a lot of good ones. Um, We're going to go today with In the Basket, Hammer to Fall. Yeah. Um, That might be a little weird. Crazy Little Thing Called Love. That seems easy. The Show Must Go On, Bicycle Song, I Want to Break Free, and Somebody to Love.
1: By the way, uh, Crazy Little Thing Called Love just turned 40. (sighs) It came out in 79. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Man. It came out like I guess ahead of that record. It was like
0: the single before the record came out. Let my let my mom and dad know that I did not put Fat Bottom Girls in. Though I I will tell you, can I tell a quick story about Fat Bottom Girls? This song was, specifically.
1: I always find it so awkward when little kids go, "That's my dad's favorite Queen song." <laughs> well, it's like it's, it's like his mom. Has anyone went over all this? Anyway, go ahead. So story.
0: so my sister was hanging out with these. Guys, when she was in high school, she wasn't dating them, but they were just friends. But they worked at like the local high school radio station and they had a show on Sunday afternoon. And they're like, Listen to this show, listen to our show, listen to our show. And so one of them was playing like Christian alt rock on on this show, and that he had a co host, much like I Have You as a heathen influence. And uh, he that was meant as a joke, there was not enough in, in, inside laughter there. Um, so <laughs> it, it, they play, they come back from a break out of Fat Bottom Girls. And the I just remember the my sister's friend going on the air, uh, hey, if, if Amy's dad's listening, Todd picked that song.
1: <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> Which every time I hear
0: Fat Bottom Girls, it makes you me think, think of that. that yeah. I think of Jason
1: and Todd. It's always awkward knowing when... It's like there's dads singing that in a minivan. It's like... <laughs> I don't know, guys. All right, here we go. We're <laughs> going with...
0: Uh, bicycle song
1: bicycle bicycle race
0: um okay um
1: uh, it's, it's
0: it's called bicycle song right i think so yeah
1: okay bicycle um you do, do you want to go first do you want me to go first <laughs> i think uh gentlemen go first
0: okay my song see how' that or my my story you just
1: immediately like i'm the gentleman going first yeah duh that's what i was talking about
0: my story involves you and a bicycle do you know where i'm headed
1: I don't know, but are you going to tell my story?
0: It's it's called Bicycle Race, not Bicycle Song. I'm an idiot. Bicycle Race. I
1: know. Okay, so I like how you were like
0: being very gentle. You're like, I don't know. Maybe it's called Bicycle Song. It's not. Maybe. Um, okay, so a couple years ago, now I'm trying to think how long ago this was, we weren't working together, but I was still worked at the place where we did work together. And so I'm going to say it was like 2015, and my friend... Chad and my friend Darren and I used to go uh, mountain bike riding. And one of them had a bike that they had, that someone had brought to their house and left in their garage, one of those things. right? And we kept meeting up, and I didn't really have a bike that was working, and they were like, hey, we have this bike, you can just kind of take it if you want and you can, when you, so we can go riding, we can meet up, we can, whatever. Um, So I was driving this bike around for a summer, and we would go out to the parks, and we would ride trails. It was the first time I'd ever tr- tr- you know, ridden on trails on a bike and that kind of thing. Right. And there was a specific day that I remember where they kept lecturing me on wearing the helmet, so I put the helmet on, and sure enough, as I agreed to put the helmet on, we went down a trail, and I flipped over the handlebars and landed on my head. Um, so I learned to never argue about wearing a helmet. Uh. Wow. But that's only aside to the fact that I got really into riding this bike for a little bit, and I thought, because of the neighborhood that I live in and because of the fact that I don't live that far from that office. I'm about five miles from the from that office where I used to work. Yeah, the um, office where we used to work. Yeah, okay, but It's five miles from here. I've, I've actually I know this for a fact. Listen to the rest you've of the story. Done it. Yeah. So I uh, was like, there was a Friday morning, and it was like at the end of the summer, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna ride this bike across town to work. Like I've never done that before. I've never taken a bike to work. It's like, it's nice enough, you know, because there's all these logistics of riding a bike to work where you're like, is there a shower at work? What am I going to smell like at work? Like, We literally worked with a guy at one point in that same office who was employed there very briefly, and I don't think you were employed at the same time, and he was famous. Someone mentioned this to me in the last 2 weeks. That I just randomly ran into someone and I'm like remember that guy we worked with who rode his bike to work all the time and smelled terrible and like there was complaints that had like HR complaints that happened because he smelled so bad. Mm. So anyway, you live with that fear. You're like I can't take a shower when I get there. But you're like am I going to be, be gross? Right. Do I have yeah. to be in meetings like the whole thing? So on this particular day I'm like the weather's good enough. I think I can make it there. Cool. So I set out from my house on this bicycle and I start riding. And I'm navigating and trying to figure out, like, how to actually function on the road in a bicycle because it's always, like, like I'm bad in a store when someone walks too close to me behind me and I feel like I'm in their way. R- so, imagine you, that. I get
1: that. Oh, you do that. You're that guy.
0: Well, I, like, want to get out of the way. If you're right behind me and you're, like, I feel like you're aggressively coming up behind me, I'm, like, going to move for you, right? Because I don't want to be blocking you. So, well, okay. it's, yeah. even, it's even worse when you're on a bicycle and there's a two-ton vehicle behind you, Right. So I'm like working all that out and I decide I yeah. get, I get like a mile away from my house and I decide I'm going to dart down this side street that runs parallel and I'm going to ride that most of the way into town. Okay. So I start riding down there and it's cool. It's a good choice. There's not a lot of traffic. And all of a sudden a Ford Escort starts coming down the road behind me and it gets slower and slower. And I'm like, chunk, chunk, like trying to like, like why is this car slowing down, slowing down? And all of a sudden it pulls out next to me and I look over and the window slowly rolls down, and you're driving it. And you, do you remember this? A Ford Escort? Weren't you driving a, didn't you drive a, a Taurus, a Taurus? I'm
1: sorry that I said it as. Dude, let me tell you something. <laughs> a Ford Escort is some lame car. I had a, a Ford friend. Taurus I had a is, is like, it is like, the Lamborghini of lame dad cars. So, had a sunroof,
0: you, man. You had a Ford Taurus. It was a fine car. So this Ford, <laughs> this Ford Taurus is is coming up behind me. It's amazing I ever got a girlfriend or got married. <laughs> <A> Taurus. <laughs> hey, go ahead. So this this car is coming up behind me. Window rolls down. It's Mark Murdoch. Okay, and I hadn't seen you in a bit. And I'm like,
1: Mark, hey. So we're not working together. We're not working together. So this is just, this is
0: random. Space this story. You roll up next to me, roll down the window, and you say one sentence to me. I go, hey. And you go. And you just stop and you look like you've stopped the car and you're just looking at me. And you look back and you look at me. And then you just go, hmm. Well, that's what that looks like. And then you roll up the window and drive off. (laughs) That's what I said? What? 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 What does that even mean? I don't know, but it's still one of my, the funniest things ever to me. <laughs> that you had, the, you had the cojones to just roll up next to me and go, well, that's what that looks like. <laughs> I think I took it to mean that's what a, a skinny, awkward, long-legged dude on a bike trying to ride to work with a backpack on and a helmet looks
1: like. You did have on a home – it's all kind of, I guess, coming together maybe. But, <laughs> but maybe I was just sort of like, hey, that's what Brian looks like riding a bike, you know.
0: So, that's what that looks like.
1: <laughs> I sometimes
0: say that referencing it for the it's universe for when no one, one knows. Oh my so, God. so, now that the story is out, I can at least say that in public and maybe someone will understand what I'm referencing.
1: And now it is a joke that you and I will have forever <laughs> – Oh, it's the one that I'd forgotten. I'd, I'd completely forgotten that story. Okay. So
0: that's what that looks like. Whew.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Good luck.
0: What do you got for me?
1: Oh, Well, I got one. <clears throat> so uh, complicated relationship with a device called the bicycle.
0: <laughs> Is it as complicated as your relationship with roller skates? Yeah. <laughs> So, hold on. Can no, I ask this question? No, don't blow it. No, I got to tell the story. Don't ask no question. No, don't ask the question. You know what question I want to yes, ask. Yes, so not ask it. Okay, I'm not going to ask, ask it. it. I'm not going to ask
1: it. No, don't ask it yet. So, I got so stressed out hearing that we were going to go on vacation like last summer. And there's like 17 of us this big, crazy vacation we go on. And we we're going to all like go somewhere and ride bikes. And it... Just totally flip me out. And like I'm just not into it. You go but, to like a beach, like the Carolinas or something, or what? Well, it's in Europe. Like, oh, with my wife's family, and then uh, and like there's there's two bikes in my garage. One of them has both flat tires, and the other one, the chains coming off. I have no idea how to fix either one of them
0: at all. <laughs> I will say, bikes are one of those things that are great items to have around until they break, and then you're like, I. I have no idea cuz it's not even it's not like a normal thing you learn to fix.
1: No, no, no. Um I'm going to my story's almost going to like have like a denouement here in a moment and then you're <laughs> going to be able to ask Mark questions cuz you're going to have them. It's about to happen. It's just about to happen. Last night another moment of awkwardness about it all happened. Last night? Yeah, I'm sitting with a group of people, and we're going somewhere tomorrow, and we're going to have to go from point A to point B. And someone said, well, let's all get scooters. And then the other Brian in my life looked up and said, "Ah, Murdoch can't get a scooter. He doesn't know how to ride a bike.
0: So what happened? So wait, you are a grown man in your 40s who does not know how to ride a bike.
1: I've met two other people in my (laughs) life I like how your immediate reaction yeah. is a defense. Like, no, no, when, no, I'm not the only one. When when I when I found out there were others, I I knew I was like, "Oh my gosh, it, I'm so glad there are others."
0: You're like a guy with an extra toe. Listen, there's a, there's medical research that sometimes this
1: <laughs> it does, happens. It doesn't it doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean I don't it doesn't mean I don't love you. Yeah, no, it doesn't mean I don't know how to love. <laughs> yeah. So so, so so look, I, I, could, I could tell more things about this, about how I had the a big wheel, you know, with the power slide. <laughs> but basically, you're just going to cut, you're
0: going to short circuit the whole thing and, and hope that you win this episode by having the gall to
1: put your vanity away and tell me face to face that you have no idea how to ride a bike. Do you know how embarrassing it is throwing this to anyone else? Like, you're my friend. So and, do and your you know, kids know how to ride bikes? Did you teach them? Um, I did not teach the youngest one, but she knows how, and she's really confident, and she's like, is not scared, and doesn't even have like, handlebar brakes. Has she offered
0: it. to get you a bicycle built for two and put you on the back?
1: She wants to get like, the Garden stake bike, you know, with the, with the, the <laughs> Zach ride the handlebars? And, and, the, and you know what I'm talking about? <clears throat> when they got the, it's like the military motorcycle, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. You know, and you have the little side, the sidecar. She wants to get one of those, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, heck yeah, girl! Like, I'd be that would be fun. I could probably figure out how to ride that motorcycle, considering it's got probably four wheels. Oh my god! So no, I like. First of all, let me let me say See, that it's just like roller skates. Like I have,
0: there's a thing. So are you uh, scared, afraid? Did you try? Have you just? No one ever took the time. Like what? Like what caused you to not learn? Initially,
1: no one taught me. So when, and at a
0: certain point, like you probably are, like it's too late. Y-
1: yeah, there was, and and then it just it's like a thing, you know. And I always thought, well, maybe, maybe someday, somewhere, someone above, someone will take me and teach me. <laughs> they will love me enough to, uh, yeah, and just it never. It's like I never got around to. So, it. so the, it's like, it makes me feel like I never got to learn, to learn around, to learn how to read. <laughs> it's, it's such a weird, basic Do, thing. Go on vacation so, with seventeen people so, and like, there's like kids and. How did you get, out, did you get out of it then? Uh, we didn't. It didn't happen. So it didn't. It, the bike thing. <sighs> saved by the bell. Say saved yeah. by
0: bad planning or or bad weather or something.
1: Yeah. So whatever it was. Maybe that's what you were saying to me. This is what it looks like to see a grown man on a bicycle. <laughs> it, I, I didn't want to throw it out there because then you'd knew you'd know about my story you were starting you knew what my story was about before you just didn't know
0: oh you my really God.
1: you really didn't know I didn't know how to ride a bike
0: <laughs> now that you say it, I actually think you've told me before, but I had totally forgotten thanks so so let's let's fix it like you can learn yeah like when do you want to get together and we'll go try i'll teach you i I don't care. It would just whenever. Actually, my seven year old's still not great at it. Maybe we can do it together. It can be like a a dual training. Yeah. You guys can be each other's support buddies.
1: I I understand that you're just supposed to fall if you fall and like you just deal with it and stuff. Uh, things hurt worse when <laughs> now you're when you're in your yeah, you definitely should have learned earlier. Middle now. aged, yeah. Like, do I wear like a <laughs> foam bodysuit?
0: We just wrap you up yeah. in like mattress foam. Yeah.
1: I I, I don't. <clears throat> I still don't care. Uh, I your story is better than mine. Well, uh, here's here's what I want to point out though. Before I, before I even, we bring this episode to a close. I even forgot that I said that. It's such <laughs> a this morning in carpool, little girl behind me who's not me goes, "I said something?" And she goes, "You're so random." <laughs> yeah, right? It's true.
0: So, random. I do think it's important to point out because this is a storytelling podcast that the vulnerability that you bring into a story is a lot of times what determines whether or not it lands. And I think the fact that you are able to tell, to admit through a couple of anecdotes (laughs) that you have no idea how to do something that most people know how to do, says, A, something about you as a storyteller and a person, um, because there are a lot of people that would just... leave that out like that just wouldn't you wouldn't tell that right yeah. like even right. now you'd be like oh yeah i was teaching my kid to, or well, you didn't teach your kid to ride a bike but
1: um <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> like, you know you, you monster <laughs> <laughs> didn't even teach your kid like, how to ride like, a bike.
0: I mean, what, you, you farm that workout? Like, who, who taught your kid how to ride a bike?
1: The, the other parent, dude. I mean, yeah, I farmed it. Like, what am I going to do? do? Can you imagine... Can You're you imagine? watching YouTube videos on how to teach without actually knowing how to do it. Can you imagine me, like, getting, like, my nine-year-old kid and, like, and just throwing her in the bathroom at me and being like, alright, we're going to drywall. I'm going to show you how to do it. That's what this would be like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright. With that anecdote... Or, or, or metaphor, I'm gonna say you, you get the points. It's only 55 points, but the idea of you teaching her how to drywall
1: is almost as funny as you falling down on a bike. I was just trying to figure out something that I couldn't do either. Why would I, why would I teach her? I fell down, get up. Like, I don't, like, how would I, how do you teach somebody how to do something when you don't know how to do it? I guess that's, that happens a lot. If you have any advice, we are the story guys at gmail.com.
0: You can check out everything we're doing. We are the story guys.com, uh, right? Yeah, okay. I always stop there weirdly. We are the story guys.com. Uh, we are the story guys at gmail.com to email us. You can find us on Facebook. You can leave a review on iTunes or wherever you download
1: this podcast. And you can listen to the other past episodes as well if you've missed any of those. Make yeah, sure well, you do that. I
0: mean, this was referenced deep. So at a certain point, somebody got <laughs> 10 minutes into this and like, what are they talking about? <laughs> uh, and and thanks again to your cousin, Lisa, who Wonderful. What it's a surprise uh, guest yeah. letter there that was, was really nice. Um, heads up to my family. It's time to deliver. Start writing letters. Because that
1: was, I mean, good luck following that. Murdoch
0: got extra points. Uh, today solely because Lisa Pinchett with yeah. some, a couple of amazing stories. Yeah,
1: which is great. Uh, uh, Old Charter and Sundrop.
0: And I will toast to that. Yeah. We will end this episode with a toast and yeah. you know what that toast is.
1: Keep telling stories. Story Guys is a production of Brian Eichenberger and Mark Murdoch. Get more stories, hear more podcasts and book the guys for your conference or house party at wearethestoryguys.com. Copyright 2019 Boy Have We Got Stories Productions. All rights reserved.